Star Wars 7x7 episode 1104 today. More Forces of Destiny fun with Ewok Escape and the Padawan Path. Sensing a theme with all this alliteration here. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and I guess it's not so much a theme as it is a naming convention. We had BB-8 bandits before, and oh gosh, I should look up the other one before I try to name all four of them at once. Let's see, what was it? Sands of Jakku. Okay, so that one broke the pattern. Anyway, (laughs) and I am coming at you again from sunny Southern California in Los Angeles in a hotel room with... All of the wonderful car noise passing by, so much noisier here than it is back in Sweet Home, New Hampshire, but hey, I grew up here, so it has sort of a lullaby effect for me in a way. And uh, I'm here to talk to you about uh, those two episodes I mentioned earlier at first, Ewok Escape and the Padawan Path. So these two do not feature the same character. This time we're talking about Princess Leia in Ewok Escape and Sokotano in the Padawan Path. So let's talk about Ewok Escape first. It happens in between moments of Return of the Jedi when Wicket has taken Princess Leia off in another direction after their encounter with the scout troopers. And before we see everybody in the Ewok village, in Bright Tree Village. So on their way back to Bright Tree Village, they encounter a couple of Ewoks being harassed by a couple of stormtroopers. And Wicked, of course, goes right into action, manages to drop a lasso down, a lasso, <laughs> a lasso, depending on who you're talking to and <laughs> whether they're a cowboy or not, and manages to rope up and string up the stormtroopers but he's not heavy enough to keep them off the ground and that's when princess leia jumps and grabs onto wicket and her weight combined with wickets are apparently enough to lift two grown stormtroopers up into the air and smash their heads into the overhanging tree branch upon which this lasso rope lasso rope is strung and they fall to the ground knocked out unconscious at best dead at worst And the other two Ewoks are very happy about this, and we don't get to see what happens with the Stormtroopers, but as we know, Ewoks are bloodthirsty little creatures, (laughs) so chances are they probably bundled up the Stormtroopers and are going to eat them later. But, of course, we're not going to see that in this video. (laughs) So instead, what we see is the three Ewoks, Wicket and the two Ewoks that they stumbled across, back in Bright Tree Village, and they offer a lovely gift to Princess Leia, and she emerges from one of the huts a short time later wearing the dress and yeah that's how she got the dress you think Ewoks just hand out these dresses that dress that we see her in in Bright Tree Village yeah that's how she got it so there you go as for the Padawan path there's a nice scene that almost reminds you of Kung Fu Panda with Yoda standing out by a tree that looks very much like a bonsai tree and Anakin coming over to Yoda saying, don't worry, Ahsoka's going to be here because Ahsoka's supposed to be there for some sort of ceremony. And Yoda standing by the tree kind of reminds you of Shifu from Kung Fu Panda in that way. But, you know, I digress. So Ahsoka is supposed to be on her way, but some malfunctioning droid is going nuts and people are in danger. And so she has to stop and deal with it. And naturally she does, which is awesome. 
I really dig the Ahsoka character. I was not I was not in the camp where there were, I guess, people who were really not fans of Ahsoka when Ahsoka debuted. And Dave Filoni was apparently warning Ashley Eckstein, who does the voice of Ahsoka, that she might not be very popular at first and there might be a backlash against the Ahsoka character. But I can't say I was ever in that camp. And in fact, you know, I personally think she's one of the best new creations that we have. And all the talk about trying to get her in a live action movie... I can see how that would kind of be difficult to do in a way because it might require some level of CGI just to get the, you know, the Togruta head correct. But uh, I, I think it would be wicked cool to have Ahsoka show up in a live action movie. I was hoping for Rogue One. I was hoping for just some sort of weird little cameo. But alas, that was not to be. And yet it was also probably not to be because Dave Filoni has some mischief cooked up about what Ahsoka's fate is after the end of season two of Rebels. But anyway, she shows up for the ceremony and they're like, where you been? And she says, well, there are complications. And Yoda says, oh, yes, brave and humble, right? And says she's earned this honor and gives her an extension to her. Th and I had to look this up. They're called Silka Beads. And this is apparently what passes for the Padawan braid for people who don't have hair, like Ahsoka Tana, who has the Montrails that the Togruta do. So she gets another extension, although they don't necessarily say what it's for. And the Wikipedia page says that this episode of Forces of Destiny happens in between two particular Clone Wars episodes, between Hunt for Zero and Heroes on Both Sides. I looked at the sources. I don't know where they're getting that from, quite honestly, but, eh, you know, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> the folks at Wikipedia who are dedicating their spare time to doing all this research, yeah, I, I'm willing to bet that they're more likely right than wrong in that count. And if you remember not too long ago, Ashley Eckstein posted a photo of her and Matt Lanter, who does the voice of Anakin Skywalker for the Clone Wars series, posted a photo of the two of them in a sound recording studio, which of course got folks all a Twitter, as it were, and this apparently is the reason why they were in the sound studio together. So there you go. That is going to do it for our look at Forces of Destiny today, and I've got a Rogue One trivia question for you after the break. Surprise, surprise. So stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. 7.com slash TFA. Welcome back. So last time I asked you about the way Krennic referred to little Jin Urso when he said they have a child, what did he say next? He said, find it, it, specifically, not he or she, just find it. And today's question for you, who or what is the first to spot Krennic's incoming shuttle on Lamu? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is 
is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.